Okay, we've got the weirdest economy ever. Uh, a disputed number of people lost their jobs early on in the pandemic with figures ranging from 22 million to uh, uh, 33 million, depending on whether we looked at the monthly jobs report or at the number of people having filed for unemployment insurance. Since then, millions of people have been hired back by restaurants, gyms, hotels, and other enterprises that had shut down. This was followed, and, and that's the phase we're in now, uh, by more layoffs, uh, but further up the corporate chain uh, with higher paying jobs uh, now getting axed. Initial unemployment claims of newly laid off workers have remained horribly high at over 800,000 a week and have risen recently. But wait. At the same time that this jobs fiasco is uh, playing out retail sales, so that's goods bought online and in stores, after plunging in March and April, have spiked to record highs. This does not include services such as insurance, airline tickets, and uh, hotel bookings, rent, health care, etc. And we know that airline passenger revenue at Delta, for example, has collapsed by 83% from a year ago in the third quarter, according to Delta's quarterly earnings report. Many hotels remain closed. Now, in August, spending by Americans on services was still 7.4% below a year ago. And spending on services is the largest part of consumer spending. But they plowed record amounts of money into buying goods such as electronics, appliances, cars, bicycles, exercise equipment, and the like. According to government data, the amount that Americans spent on durable goods in August spiked by 12% from February before the pandemic. Consumers and uh, businesses have changed. And uh, those changes range from the banal that we might be tempted to just brush off uh, if it weren't so radical to the profound creating shortages or supply gluts and uh, price spikes and other distortions with uh, some businesses hugely benefiting and with others getting wiped out and uh, with lots of new businesses being created to take advantage of and cater to those changes. And those changes are now everywhere. I'm Wolf Richter, the publisher of WolfStreet.com, where we tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. You're listening to The Wolf Street Report. It's Sunday, October 18th, 2020. Sales of laptops and uh, PCs have been declining periodically in the United States for a decade as consumers switch to uh, smartphones as their primary electronic device and uh, uh, consumer laptops had been written off as a dying business. They just couldn't compete with a smartphone for the kinds of things that most consumers want to do. Businesses still bought lots of laptops and PCs, but consumers pulled back. Then came working at home and learning at home, and suddenly everyone needed a laptop and multiple laptops in some families. Schools and uh, households scrambled to line up low-end laptops for remote learning, and suddenly there were reports of shortages of Chromebooks and other low-end machines. In the third quarter, 16.5 million laptops and PCs were shipped to the U.S. That's up over 11% from a year ago. The fastest growth rate in over a decade, according to Gartner, which uh, tracks computer and smartphone shipments. And that wasn't enough to satisfy soaring demand, hence the shortages. 
within weeks into the lockdowns, there were reports of uh, booming business at bike shops. And soon there were reports that bicycles had sold out and that manufacturers all concentrated on making more bicycles and stopped selling components as individual components because they all went into the bikes and suddenly there were reports of bicycle component shortages. There have been reports that hot tubs and jacuzzis are sold out into next year as people build out their backyards and decks and you got to have a jacuzzi there. People with so much time on their hands suddenly bought seeds and gardening equipment and planted herb gardens and vegetable gardens and fruit trees. While many of them will soon give up on these projects, others are having a blast doing it. And that has long-term consequences, including uh, how consumers are spending their time. And there's a shortage of coffee filters, as people make coffee at home instead of uh, drinking it at work or stopping by a Starbucks or Pete's to drink it on the way to work. Costco, when I asked them about it because I've not been able to find coffee filters, they told me that they have been out of filters for months. Our uh, Trader Joe's has been out in recent weeks every time we went there. Safeway has run out too with only sporadic supply. A week ago, I was lucky uh, and grabbed the last box on the shelf. Not that I need filters to make coffee. I have a selection of Italian stovetop espresso makers. I have a French press. I have a cloth filter, depending on what mood I'm in. But it's curious that coffee filters show up now on the shortage list. And uh, people who discover that they can't make coffee at home that is a lot cheaper and maybe also better than what they get on the way to work or at work uh, may well stick with it. The act of making coffee can be a cheap pleasure, the smells and sounds of it, and, and that might have permanent consequences. Over the summer, with uh, flying still an issue and vacations nixed by travel bans, sales of RVs and camping equipment soared, and there were reports of camping equipment being in short supply as people flocked to national parks and state parks to enjoy the outdoors and get away from crowded spaces, only to run into booked-out camping sites and crowded places. Lots of people discovered or rediscovered the beauty of camping, and that will have long-term consequences. Oh, and puppies. This business suddenly skyrocketed, apparently, with people spending so much time at home and with kids going nuts and with uh, people who live by themselves getting lonesome. And the companion animal industry, as it's known, suddenly boomed. That's not just puppies. It's the dog food and supplies and toys and the vet and uh, all the other things that go with owning a dog. And uh, that has long-term consequences. And then there's the issue of haircuts. When barbershops closed, a lot of men bought electric hair clippers and learned how to cut their own hair. Suddenly, there were YouTube videos showing guys what to do and uh, not to do with their clippers, and some of these videos got many millions of views, and whole business models sprang up around them, teaching guys how to cut their own hair. If a video gets 5 million views, the ad revenues are starting to pile up. But the consequence was, and you guessed it, a shortage of hair clippers. Manufacturers and vendors had a booming business in hair clippers. But as in so many of these issues, there are long-term consequences. Now, seven months into cutting our own hair, many of us have gotten pretty good at it. It's fairly quick if you're not too picky, and uh, you don't need to go anywhere to get it done and uh, save all this time, and you can do it on the first Saturday each month as a ritual and always look neat and trimmed. It's really very practical. 
and it saves a little money along the way. Personally, I enjoy cutting my own hair, and, and I'm experimenting with it, and, uh, and now I have the cut that I truly deserve. <laughs> and if I screw up, my wife knows what her role is in this endeavor. She has to say, great haircut, or cute haircut, or similar. We got that down pat, and always get a good laugh out of it. Many couples have come to a new understanding of how to conduct the relationship with so many things not different, including working from home and learning at home and uh, maybe sitting on top of each other all day. When gyms closed, it gave rise to exercising at home and outdoors. And there was a surge in equipment sales, all kinds of exercise machines, including bike trainers and weights and, and all kinds of rubber straps and the like. Uh, and of course, the bicycles I mentioned a minute ago. What I really enjoy seeing is the huge number of people now exercising outdoors in the beauty of the San Francisco waterfront at Aquatics Park, uh, the Marina Green or Chrissy Fields, and lots of people with uh, pools closed, bought wetsuits and started swimming in the beautiful but uh, cold and uh, polluted bay. And uh, there are water polo teams training in the bay now. The beauty of this place is just stunning, and locals, not just tourists, are now discovering it. The vibes are incredible, social distancing and masks and all. I'm not sure how much of it will stick, but some of it will. This pandemic has knocked us off track, and we had to do things differently. And suddenly, we discovered new things that were always right in front of us, but we didn't see them. Using a different metaphor, the pandemic has forced consumers and businesses out of a rut. Everything is now being looked at with fresh points of views. One of the uh, consequences of this fresh thinking is that companies have discovered what is efficient in terms of working from home and what isn't. And uh, they're now building permanent hybrid models where after the pandemic, part of the work will be done from home and some of the things will be done in the office or at a meeting place. And the office sector of commercial real estate has to think very creatively, and there will be lots of turmoil in that sector. All these changes have big consequences. A considerable part of business travel has now been revealed as unnecessary and as an inefficient use of time, as a waste of human and financial resources, and the travel industry will struggle for years coping with that change. And there are suddenly a record number of new businesses springing up as entrepreneurs see opportunity in uh, uh, shifting behavior and consumption patterns and in, in the different ways that uh, businesses are operating. In the first quarter this year, so mostly before the pandemic, business applications fell for the second year in a row. This data was released by the Census Bureau. It's based on actual business applications and not on sampling. And in the second quarter, so that's April 3rd, June, while the lockdowns were happening, business applications, instead of plunging, surprisingly rose a smidgen compared to a year ago. And in the third quarter, as some of these new trends became clearer, business applications skyrocketed 82% from a year ago to a record of nearly 1.5 million businesses, by far the highest for any quarter in the Census Bureau data going back to 2004. Obviously, these business applications also include a lot of desperate people who lost their jobs and decided to make a go of it on their own. It includes older people, meaning people over 50 with lots of experience who've been tarred and feathered and driven out of town by blatant ageism, and they're striking out on their own. Maybe they're staying within the field, or, or maybe they're striking out into a completely different direction. Maybe a passion of theirs that they finally decided to turn into a business. 
But so-called high-propensity business applications also hit a new record. These are business applications that have a higher likelihood of turning into uh, businesses with actual employees and payroll. So these are businesses that have plans to grow into larger businesses with employees, not just a guy on his own operation. These high-propensity business applications soared by 66% in the third quarter compared to a year ago to over half a million applications, by far the highest ever in the data going back to 2004. This surge in new business formations is another indicator that the pandemic knocked us out of a rut, for better or worse, and that people are doing things differently, and that they want to do things differently, and that the last train to old normal has long left the station. And everyone is trying to figure out where to go from here, how to move forward, how to do things differently and maybe better and more efficiently and maybe even make a business out of it. The destruction of the pandemic has been widespread and massive and it continues. What are the barbers and salons going to do that used to cut our hair? Are people who bought a bicycle and who are now riding outside ever going back to pedaling away on an exercise bike in the gym and watch TV? Some people will, but others will not. For many people, the old normal was just fine. And some may be just trying to to make it through this period, and, and they're trying to get back to the old normal, even if they can't, because too many things, big and small, have changed. However this may turn out, and uh, th- there are lots of uncertainties, we do know that it has thrown many people and businesses into utter turmoil. But as people and businesses are trying to figure out how to navigate this turmoil and find a place in it, they're already working on their own version of a reset where so many things will be different and with lasting consequences. For the optimists among us, that's a good thing. I'm Wolf Richter, the chief data nerd at WallStreet.com, where we tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. Thank you for listening to the Wolf Street Report.